I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Camilla Pang, and she's going to share her new book, An Outsider's Guide to Humans, an instruction manual for life, love, and relationships. Welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you. Yes, thank you for having me on here. It's great to be here. My pleasure. Let me just um, make sure I have you on the right setting here so I can get this. Here we go. See you side by side. Okay. Tell me, when did you get the idea to write this book? I didn't really realize I was writing it when I was little. It was something that I just kind of put together through post-it notes and leaves I'd collect that somehow had some significance in my understanding of the world. And through over time, I just put it in journals. And so it, I didn't see it as a book, even though I wrote it. It wasn't until I realized that it was in my PhD thesis that it was something different to to my scientific work. And also until it was some, it was actually useful to someone. So I was like, oh my God, this is, this is useful. And so I thought, why not make it into something more? I thought it was so interesting, Camilla, that when you were five years old, you asked your mother if there was an instruction manual for humans, some kind of guidebook. Yes, definitely. Because when I was little, I didn't really feel the same connect as humans do. Even at that young age, you still kind of can navigate the social tapestry or at least kind of anticipate the reactions of others and know how to, I guess, present yourself. And I just didn't really understand that. And so over time, because I cared and I wanted to connect, I I didn't know how. And so I had to make my own manual for humans. And I was hoping that much like people teach you how to do maths or English, that it was a book about humans. I love it. I feel like you have these superpowers and I read that that's how you describe them. Yeah, so basically um, I've got autism and ADHD and um, general anxiety disorder, which makes for a very turbulent cocktail, but I wouldn't want it any other way because it enables me to react and to experiment and to elucidate what I need to do in a given environment because there's a lot of signal happening. And when it comes to this um, neurodivergences, I don't want to trivialize mental health at all, but to highlight that the people that think differently also have a right to be enabled because they have a right to be. Just because they don't present themselves in the traditional way of measuring intellect, that does not make them invalid. It just makes them different. And I want to demonstrate that. And my superpower in this context is ability to translate between the two worlds. And I think that's great in a communication disorder. It's amazing. And I would think that people who have gone through the same thing as you have are possibly going to reach out to you if they haven't already. I hope so, yeah. And it's the thing, I want to help everyone. I want to speak to everyone. I mean, from, from a place of disconnect and, and people are actually connecting with you because they want to, it's, it's incredible. And But furthermore, it's not just that. It's, it's more about the people connecting with themselves and reading the book and having that reflexive process that a book enables you to have with yourself and to further give them the words to feel empowered because they have the right to be. May I ask what age you got your PhD? Well, I think it was like 25, 26. Basically, when I was, I think it was, yeah, just when I just turned 26, I think. It's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> did, you did you feel like you were one of the youngest people in your program? Um. Yeah, I didn't realize that until um, I know that a lot of people do masters before the PhD. But I think in the interview, because I absolutely loved the program that I was 
so the, the PhD program that I was doing, I was like, well, I'm ready. I, I'm, I know I want to do it. And I think there's something um, about that that enables people to be like, well, fair enough, you're ready, you know what you want. And um, I wanted to carry on exploring science. It's amazing. And the fact that you knew when you were younger, your interests is a gift. Yeah, no, not that you put it that way. I think so. I think it's quite rare to know what you want to do when you, you are literally, you have all these ambitions and dreams and just see how they tie up in real life is another question. But I always wanted to know that my, my curiosity had taken me down a route of scientific discipline. And today it's forever diversion, but I think it's important to know that you don't have to stick to a plan just because you thought about it when you were four, because ultimately you just have to follow what makes you tick and what feeds your curiosity. And doesn't that give you a sense of optimism and a mood lift when you, when you do have this passion, this direction? I know for me, it does. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, it hooks me. And if it hooks you, then you're like, just just go, go for it. Just don't even apologize for being caught in it because it's just right. the best feeling ever that a lot of people apologize for because it's like, oh, you don't want to get too carried away. You don't get too obsessed. And I'm like, I do though. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's wonderful. No, like, that's what I mean. Like in that feeling of obsession and getting hooked on, on your passion, that is, yes. you often have to apologize for it. And I don't understand why. I know because people, people who don't, don't have that drive and that passion, they sometimes tend to be the ones that question and criticize. I mean, mm. I, I've had such ideas. They get me up at 4.35 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Great. Brilliant. Post-it note by the bed always. <laughs> right. Right. Amazing. So what else would you like people to know about your book, Camilla? Well, ultimately, it's a memoir based on my perspective of someone um, who, um, who's autistic. And it's my way of making sense of the world that uses science to make humans, um, to, to make me connect to humans. But ultimately, it's for people who are neurodivergent, neurotypical, because they'll have that reflexive process, but also for people who are scared of science. Because let's face it, I think all of us are scared of humans. And for this, science made humans less, less scary to me and it's done its job. That's amazing. Tell me what you do now. I mean, you've got this book out during a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 is, that is true. Um, so basically I'm a scientist and I work as a translational bioinformatician, which basically means I'm a biochemist that works on the computer to kind of resolve and make sense of biological data so that we can find patterns and trends in order to make decisions such as drug targeting and cancer evolution. I'm also a writer and I write in my free time. So evenings and weekends, weekends mainly, because I love it. It's That's wonderful. <laughs> I feel like you, you maybe are happiest when you're creating, when you have this direction. I, I don't see you as somebody who spends a lot of time maybe watching TV, although maybe you do have a favorite show or two, but probably your happiest when you're creating. Yes, definitely. And the, the irony is I actually quite like a lot of white noise in the background. I find it really hard to work in silence. And so sometimes, ironically, when I tell myself, okay, it's relaxing time now, whatever that means. <laughs> and, you know what that means. And, and so usually when I'm like, okay, I can relax. I can watch MasterChef or something. Usually it's when I can, 
actually, I'm actually really creative because I've relaxed and I'm like, before you know it, I've got two books on my lap and a post-it note. So I love creating. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel like that has helped you during this time, during this pandemic, is having that creativity? I think so, but it has to be said, it is really hard to be creative and have that sense of productivity and purpose when you're locked inside the same four walls where everything smells the same. Yeah. You, where's the inspiration? Um, where is the, the, the hype of people and the senses to, that, that challenge you so you can write about it? Because humans like someone to chew on. When they when they create something and so that's been quite hard and i think it's in for example you need inspiration you need to change the scenery and that is um good you for everyone yeah uh tell me what are you planning next do you have another book do you have a new project that you want to share um i'm i'm writing I don't want to reveal anything, okay. but I am planning. Um, I'm, you know, in the process of writing my next, my next book. Okay. And um, and also just learning how to be an adult, mm. really. How mm. to balance work, um, um, you know, your your passionate projects, you know, your writings and your creatings, while also being able to enjoy the process. And I like to write about it. And I, I've got no expectations of myself. And I think that's both like what people say a curse, but it's also a blessing because it means I'm like, well, how do I feel today? Okay, I feel like this. Let's do this. That's good. Yeah. It's good you have the tools. You know, one thing I didn't ask you is you talk about the refre- reflecting light of a prism and how that helps with anxiety. Could you just briefly touch on that? Yes. So um, basically... Um, at times, especially, I mean, this year has been a, a perfect breeding ground for anxiety of many levels. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to deconvolute them as to which ones you're feeling at any given time. And so much like fear and anxiety, white light can be very much blinding. And you don't really know what you're dealing with. You just want everything to close off. And so when I was little, I found this prism in my mum's room, like a little kind of you know glass oyster type thing that refracted light when the sun hit incident on it and it would refract all the beautiful colors onto the ceiling. And I thought, I'm gonna to need to do that at some point. Mm. I took it literally, obviously, cause I mean, what, how else would I take it? But you would take it if it made sense to you, even if you knew whether you took it wrong or right, cause you're like, well, it makes sense to me. And from that, I decided to realize that you need an element of transparency in order for you to refract what's overwhelming you to what you actually have in its component parts before you act. Did you figure that out at that age? Yeah, I felt it. I was like, I'm gonna need to do that. How am I gonna do that? And that was, that's my, (laughs) that's the thing. That's my superpower. I didn't really realize it's superpower. It was an instinct. I thought, I'm gonna need to learn about that prism at some point. (laughs) I can't wait to see what the next 10 years have in store for you. You are magnificent. Thank you so much. That's so kind. <laughs> really? I mean, it's extraordinary. Where can people find out more about you? Um, they, they can find me on Instagram, Dr. Camilla Pang, or my website. Um, uh, well, I think it's www.camillapang.com with a forward slash and my Twitter as well. Wonderful. Um, tell me one last thing, because my show is called Get the Funk Out, and I'm always interested to hear, do you have any advice for people that are going through a tough time right now? Yeah. Um, oh, goodness me. 
<laughs> there's so much but what I'm going to try and do is um I think it's about the process and give yourself space and that doesn't mean stop what you're doing but it does mean take stock in the things that you're doing and tune in with your instincts as to whether you actually want to do them or feel like you should do them I think sometimes we often go with the latter and we get trapped definitely you know, I often say that growing up, I was taught don't talk to strangers because I grew up in Manhattan. And mm. this has been a gift. And talking to you has been wonderful today because talking to strangers is just what we need right now during this time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's been a blessing. <laughs> thank you very much. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much and congratulations. I, oh, hope, yeah. you're having, I hope you're having a good book tour. I know this is not what you planned. <laughs> But part of the process isn't it it is it is you're probably very good at pivoting i'll give it a good go <laughs> thank you well thank you so much and stay well yes you too stay safe have a lovely christmas happy holidays bye, bye. nice meeting you